Okay, good bruch, good evening. We're on 57B, Nun Zayin Amid Beis at the bottom, at the two dots, about ten lines up, maybe about eight lines up. So we learned in the Mishnah that when an animal falls into a garden, uh, the word falling means that it wasn't intended. Uh, nobody wants their animal to fall. Animal could get hurt. So this is what's called an ones. We don't blame the owner. The owner didn't do anything wrong. But the animal destroyed uh, what it fell on. It's, it fell on the tomato bush. So the owner should pay for what the benefit that it had from uh, that, um, the benefit that it derived. This is talking about the benefit was that it broke its fall. But what happens if the animal ate uh, while it was uh, down in that garden? does it, The implication is that it wouldn't pay. Is, uh, would it not? Uh, why not? Uh, would the reason be There's a different case where an animal ate something that wasn't healthy for it. And according to Rav, we don't punish the mazik. Usually we punish the person that left that food lying around that caused the damage because we say that the animal had no business eating it. So maybe that's here also. A person doesn't really control um, when his animal eats something. Are we trying to say that I'm not liable for what my animal eats, just like uh, when somebody causes damage, I'm not liable if they ate my food that caused them harm. When they benefited, I'm also not liable. So the Gemara says, Haki hashta, how do you compare the two? When did Rav say, we say, who said that animal had to eat the poison? That's where the animal was damaged. The owner of the fruits over there could say, I'm not going to pay because... Who told your animal to eat my food and then get sick? But lazukehu achrina, but to allow an animal to eat somebody else's food, the patre lishlume miyomar. Why would the owner be exempt? Over here again, what happened is the animal fell into the garden, and our question is: We said that it's obligated to pay for the damage that broke its fall, and they said, does that imply it doesn't have to pay for the food? Is that because? Uh, we don't make you pay when an animal eats. But that which we said you don't make you pay when an animal eats was to save the mazik, the one who left the food lying around, and that food got the animal sick, and we didn't make him pay for the damage because who said the animal have to eat? eat? But over here, where the owner of the food's animal eats, of course you should pay for what you benefit. So the more agrees to that logic and says, Lomi boy comma. You have to interpret the verse to say we're not excluding the damage of the animal eating. We're including that and saying when the animal falls, it'll pay both. And we say it as a not only, as we turn to the top of Nunchas. Lo mi boy, not only. Lo mi boy, ochlo. Not only if the animal eats in the neighbor's garden, that you have to pay what you benefited. But where it broke its fall. So over here, you might have said the neighbor is happy to do you a favor and allow its bush to save you the big loss you would have had had your animal died. And there's a concept of doing somebody a favor. It's called Mavriya Harid, chasing away a lion. Over here, the lion is the loss of the animal. So you could have argued over here that the neighbor offered to let his bushes break your animal's fall for free because it's Mavriya Harid, Menixa Havera, that 
you are saving the lion, which the lion here being the damage that would result in the death of your animal if it hit the ground, by falling on your neighbor's property. And therefore, even though you benefited, maybe you don't have to pay for the loss of whatever broke its fall. Kamash Malan, that you don't. But that's a good idea. Maybe you shouldn't have to pay. That's only when the person willingly wants to save you money and he chases away a lion and gets a loss. There we say he's able to forgive the loss. Whereas over here, you can't volunteer the neighbor to accept the loss of his bushes to break the fall of your animal. Normally, when you chase away a lion, the neighbor uh, helps you out. There, there's no loss to him. Hi, But over here, where this bush breaks its fall, there's a loss to the neighbor. So in this case, we don't say he's happy to accept the loss. Even though he saved you from a big loss, maybe you should pay for it. Okay. Now the more has the question, what's the case of it falling? What made it fall? It slipped on one of the animals urinated. Rava says, um, the case is the following. Uh, he says, another animal gave it a shove. Um, another animal pushed it. So, if you say when another animal pushed it, certainly if it slips in its urine. But if you say it's because it slipped in its urine, that's something you can't prevent. But if it gets pushed by another animal, you might have said the owner was negligent because animals push each other. Maybe you should have spaced them out better. And you have to pay. You should have had them go one by one so they can't push each other. Um, so therefore, depending on how you hold, the question is, is the owner somewhat negligent if the animal fell as a result of being pushed by another animal? And there are two opinions on that. Next. So we said that you have to pay for the damage in the uh, row that your animal ate from. Uh, so Rav Kahana explained that's only the aruga that it ate immediately, but if it goes to other rows and starts chomping away, the owner's going to have to pay. Rav Yochanan says, No, it can eat from one row to another row, even the whole day, as long as the owner didn't find out. Until the animal was put bad, and then the owner knows to keep it from uh, falling into the neighbor's field. Don't say it means the owner had to know the animal fell and it was brought back. Once the owner knows that this animal found the food, even though it came back, um, the owner is going to be liable. My time at even the Yalfus, once the animal knew that the food existed in this other place, even though the first time it slipped, it got there somehow. But we suspect that animals have such an internal drive for food, called whenever it gets a chance to run there, it will make sure to find its way there. Um, uh, find its way there. We have a person uh, who owns a farm and has animals. Michael Siegel was just telling us that this happened to him with his animals, that they... Uh, when they saw food, they broke through a certain area, and that that's true. Once animals know there's food, they manage to break through, even though they normally do not. So then we said, Yorikadarko Ziko, if it goes down in, the, in a normal way, in a predictable way, then you got a peg. Previously, we were talking about where it fell. So, boy, Revirmia, 
Uh, and we said you got to pay the damages, which is more expensive than what you benefited from. But if you read the following, let's say it went down in a normal way, meaning that it, uh, it could have been prevented, your animal found its way to the neighbor's field. But it didn't just eat there, it did something strange. It, it gave birth over there, it spilled birth uh, liquids over there, and those damaged the fruits. So it, uh, the question here is, it got, it got there in a way that could have been predicted, but in the end, the damage it did was unpredictable damage. So there's a debate about that. There's an opinion that says, if you started out being negligent, you, could, you should have prevented your animal from going there. Your animal could have gone there and eaten. But in the end, the animal didn't eat. It did something that you couldn't prevent it from doing. It, it, it had that birth, it went through that birthing liquid. So if you say that you're liable, as long as there's something that could have been prevented, so that, according to that opinion, there's no question. Low T. Boylock, that's not a question. Who is the question? According to the one who says, even if you were negligent in the beginning, in the end, if it was something you couldn't stop your putter, so you're exempt, what's the story here? Me, I'm reading, do you save Kila Bibshia? In the beginning, you were negligent. You could have prevented your animal from ever getting there. But in the end, even though your animal got there and it didn't eat, but it did something that you couldn't prevent, it went into labor or it produced this birthing fluid, do you say your pater? Maybe this is also negligent. Once you knew that your animal was close to giving birth, that's also negligent. You should have watched it more carefully as we turn the page. And been more careful. So take a, we'll have to ask Eliyahu Navi whether this is considered negligence with this type of animal. So then we said the animal, you have to pay uh, the damage that it did. So Kate said, how do you pay, how do you figure out the damage? So how do you know that um, uh, we said that you don't have to pay for the items, but you're allowed to pay for the damage in relationship to the field, which is a more, um, a little bit more lenient way to pay for the damages. How do you know that that's true? It says the animal devoured in a field. You see that the damage is looked at in terms of the whole field, which is cheaper to pay damages, though there's something, there's some of the field, some of the garden was damaged, rather than paying for the fruits directly. But isn't that needed to tell you that it's got to be a different field excluding Rishu Sarabin? If it's in a public area, um, then you're not liable for those kind of damages. So Mar saying there's room for two drushes here. In Khavero, it could have said your neighbor's field. Inami uh, or it could have been a different field in my state. It could have said it says stay bisada in. There's an extra base. So that teaches you that you estimate the damages on top of the field. So Mar says, Emulakulahakudasi. Maybe it's all needed to exclude a shusarabim. Um, so the Mora said, uh, and if it's all, or it's all needed for this drasha, that this is how you estimate the damages. So how would you know that in Rishusa Rabim, if it eats or, uh, or it steps on something, you're not liable? So the Mora said, there's room for two drushas here. It could have written it just by the payment. If the whole drasha was just about the payment, which is what we're talking about when you have to pay for damages, so, but why does it reference it? Bestay acher lamali the kasser of money. It wrote it by where it did the damage, not by where the payment section is. So you see from here that we're speaking about two halachas. 
One is that you're liable for damage in private property and not in Rishusarayim. That's halacha number one. And two, where you are liable for damage, uh, we figure out that damage uh, in, in, as far as the field, not individually how many fruits did it eat, but we look at the cost of um, the devaluation in a damaged field. What is that formula that we use for figuring out a damaged field? So We look at it as if it's a very large field. The larger the field, uh, the less significant a small amount of it damaged is. Rav says, He says a smaller field. That's actually half the size. Chizkiah says, He says a, um, a clock is like a stalk in 60 stalks. So the smaller the field, the more expensive the loss will end up being. Uh, again, there's a certain loss in a field from this renegade animal that caused damage. And the question is, what formula do we use to estimate that damages? And we have three opinions. Where's the question? If it eats a cover, of damage. We don't say you just pay that amount. We look as if there was a small row of of a field and and some of that was devoured. A machine also, my lab. Doesn't it sound like you pay for it separately? The Mara said, no, it, not, it could mean you pay for it inside the field, which is less of a damage. We didn't really resolve those multiple opinions about the exact formula used. How big of a field do we use to assess the damage? So now, and when we use this formula, if we would use um, the kav, so then the, um, first it says the kav will improve it. And the, if you use the base core, you'll take away. So what's it talking about? My commerce. This is what it means to say. If you're dealing with a very small amount and say one, one, one measure is damage of 60 measure, because then uh, you're, um, you're making the, uh, the mazik, the, then the mazik will benefit. But if you uh, do it as the korin, shishim korin, so then, uh, then you're hurting the mazik. So you, you don't want to use a formula that'll be too rough on him, and you don't want to use a formula to be too easy on him. So um, it's actually the other way around, too easy or too, too uh, going to hurt him. Master, who never know it, high lab base core, it should say a base core is a whole field, and it says core is what it should say. This is what it says. You don't just estimate the damage by itself, because then the one who's damaged will get a bigger payout. And if you just measure one measure inside a huge amount, then you're taking away the payout. You do it in 60, as we said before. So again, if you estimate just the damage, what that costs to buy that on the open market, that would be very expensive. And if you estimate the damage in a large field where only a small percentage of a large field was damaged, it will turn out to be very little. And so we go somewhere in between uh, this field of 60. Gemara brings a story. Somebody cut down his neighbor's tree. He sued him and brought him in front of the exilarch, who was the head of the basin. The exilarch said, oh, I'm familiar with that tree. And it was an expensive palm tree, one of three. That was worth a hundred altogether. And you knocked down a third. So you got to pay him 33 and a third. 
So uh, when the litigant heard that, Omar Gabi Reish Galusta doing dinner parsay lamali, he disagreed with that. He felt the Reish Galusa was being very harsh to charge him a third value of the tree, which was basically not looking at it as one tree of a whole field, but one tree of a small amount. And uh, he felt the Reish Galusa was too tough with him. So he went in for Rav Nachman, and Rav Nachman actually gave him the more lenient view, Bishishim. It's one tree out of 60, which would be less damage. Amalei Rava, Im, uh, Rava disagreed with this. He said, Im We're lenient on a person uh, to give him an evaluation of the damage in the entire field because this was damage that was done by his animal. We're more, that's really, at the end of the day, that's not something that he intended. It's not direct damage. You don't always have liability for what your animal does. But even though we said we use a lenient formula when your, your property does damage, your animal does, but here you yourself did the damage. This guy cut down the tree himself. And we have a rule that when your person is, uh, uh, does damage, he has greater liability. What do you hold when somebody does damage himself? The time. So what happens if you cut down your neighbor's vineyard? But you did it when it was at the smutter stage. It was at the sprout stage. So this is a little bit more complicated because you have to take futures in mind. So he says, How much was it worth before and how much would it be worth later? But it doesn't mention the 60 formula. So the Gemara said, but yeah, atugabe behemto, but even, even though that's personal damage, we want to prove that when we're dealing with a personal damage, we don't have the leniency of estimating it in a large field of 60. But the Gemara says, actually, when you're talking about even personal damage, when it's dealing with these saplings, even by an animal, nami milota, didn't we learn also a similar way of evaluating? Kihai gavna ditanya. Cut ma, uh, not ma, person cut down a slapping, said, Goes to Yishalayim, they say, Natiya has a set amount. If it's one year, you pay two kesef. If it's two years, you pay four kesef. Ochel and if you destroyed it when it had, it had just sprouted, Rabbi Yossi said that we didn't... The more actually isn't getting to the question yet. We're going to quote the Brysa. But basically, we want to know this method that we have of assessing damages of uh, when your animal damages, that it's one in 60. It looks at a field of 60 times the size. And it's a very lenient approach do we also take that approach when you do the damage? And we're trying to bring proofs from the cases where there's future damages, where you were damaging something that was about to sprout and potentially worth more, and we'll stop right here.